justice reform first off i don't i think uh you know when we say like defund the police we're not saying well at least for me i'm not saying i don't want any police officers because i know good police officers and i know that it is a tough job however we're saying better police training we're saying that these police departments don't need to look like they're about to go fight in afghanistan um, they be they be booted up. I'm like, who are y'all? What war is happening in America? Like, I mean, they look pretty military, you know. Um, and so I think it's going back to like what Mike was saying earlier. It's like community, uh, you know, based police departments that focus a lot on community and relationships, and not just brutal force um, through weapons, through uh, more officers. Um, but really more a holistic approach, I think, to policing. And of course, stop shooting unarmed black men, period. Mm. That was powerful at the end. Definitely, Tiffany, right there. That was that was super powerful. And I don't know what it's going to take for us to get there. I feel like, you know, you can't control somebody else's fear. Um, and, that, and that's what it comes to a lot of times. You know, you see somebody that's, big and black or big period tall whatever you know and you may have something that happened in your past recently this person reminds you of them and you can't control somebody else's fear and that's what we see a lot of times people are human um but with that being said i mean i definitely feel like we do need that with that point i'm sorry i hate to interrupt you but no please please say you can't what if they've had bad experiences you know like at the end of the day, it doesn't mean you have the right to overstep my rights, overstep my privacy, overstep my boundaries. I don't care who did what to you. I don't care what you see on the news. That doesn't matter. I'm still a human and I'm still a person and I didn't do that to you. And just like, what if I've had bad experiences with white men? Does that mean that I go around and just terrorize them? Does that mean that I go around being afraid of them? Does that mean that I go around and bully them and, you know, make them feel less of human? No, it doesn't because, you know, we're individuals. And so I just don't want people to ever use excuses on why they're racist and why they have strong stereotypes. And the thing is, we all have stereotypes, but, you know, it's the difference between I have a stereotype and I work on breaking those um, subconscious biases that I have and then I just completely ignore them and I'm just ignorant and gonna keep believing you know every black person likes watermelon and hot Cheetos like you know you have to break those stereotypes and 
you know, if you continue on believing in them, then, you know, you're not going to actually be able, I think, to have positive relationships in your life um, and really get to know people for who they are. And I'm going to say most of these people are probably really sad. They probably are in marriages that they hate. They probably can't stand their kids and they get off work every day dreading on going home. So they have nothing else better than to do, you know, than to blame black people again for all their problems. I mean, so, Tiffany, you know, to be the devil's advocate in that situation and in your point and what you're expressing right now. So all I have to look at, if I'm a police officer, all I have to look at is what I see on paper when I'm getting called to something. So if I look up your record and I see that you've been in trouble or been arrested already or been to jail already or prison already for theft or drug charges or gun possession or whatever it is and I'm called for your I'm called to your place or whatever to whatever address that where you're allegedly at for domestic violence or anything like that you know me as a human I'm already thinking I need to be on guard I can't come in this place or you said what as you should Okay, I appreciate that. So I feel like, you know, I can't, I'm already going to be thinking I need to be fully aware, prepared to do anything because I could possibly lose my life going here trying to police and keep people protected. So as that officer, all I'm asking of you is to comply. That's all I want. If you comply, don't have to go any further. When you start doing extra stuff, start making my job harder than what it has to be, I feel like now yes. you're a threat to me. What right. would you, what would you say and to I that? that. But for some reason, with some reason though, with police officers, you know, they ask questions, shoot later with white folks, but they shoot first, ask questions later with black people. And so there's some, they, they get pretty trigger happy. And we've seen it. Like, we've seen it on video. It's not something that we just think happens. It's like, no, we've seen it in real life. And all I'm saying is, though, is, you know, I'm not saying go in blind. Just go in, hey, I see you, you know, just got out on parole for, you know, you know 30 years or whatever. Hey, I no, you should be aware. I mean, you know, everyone should be aware of their surroundings, of course course but i think it's going in it giving people some benefit of doubt especially when they don't pose a risk to you in that moment in that moment if they're not posing a risk and the thing is also with police officers that they like to do they like to take away black people's rights and i'm gonna go ahead and put my instagram on here i have a really good post on my page that um i created plug um, it tiffany T-I-F-F-A-N-Y underscore Cowan, K-E-O-W-N. So I have a post that talks about um, pleading the fifth and why you should always, you know, ask for counsel, ask for lawyers, and you actually don't have to give, you know, at least in the state of Indiana, you don't have to give police officers any information other than your identification. You do not have to speak. Um, and so waiving that, you know, waiving your right to silence is important because that means you don't have to answer any questions until you have some type of um, lawyer present. And a lot of people do not know that. And so what happens is they end up in, um, incriminating themselves um, and they end up telling on themselves because they think that they are going to explain the situation and, you know, get out of, uh, you know, uh, the, the situation they're in if they try to talk it out you know explain it but you know just know these police officers you know they already had in their mind that they were taking you to jail it's just what am I gonna put down on paper that I'm taking you to jail for so I mean I think again you know always remembering to go ahead and invoke your fifth amendment right 
stay silent, show identification, and wait for you uh, to have an attorney present before you say anything. And I and I mean, Tiffany, I would agree with you 100% on that. But I would say to your point of some of these officers have it already, their minds made up that these people are going to go to jail already. I feel like a lot of times you control that with how you react to that officer. A lot of these officers, they go into this shit for power. And that's not right. But at the end of the day, I was always taught, you sh- shut the fuck up. Yes or no. You don't you don't make it harder than what it has to be because you never know how that shit can turn out at the end of the day. And so anytime I've ever been in any encounter, I was never acting smart. I was as humble as I could be to make you feel like you got all the power in this situation because at the end of the day, you could kill me, shoot me, whatever, beat me, beat me the hell up and get away with it. Where if I do anything to you, ain't no telling what's going to happen to me. Well, it, actually, ain't no telling. I already know what's going to happen to me. I could possibly lose my life right there or go to jail. Of being a black man that I don't have as being a woman, you know, I definitely think there is, uh, you definitely get targeted more as a man, you know, than as a woman. Um, so that's part of my, I think my privilege a little bit, if I'm keeping it real, you know, that black men are like, no, we don't, we just comply in whatever you want. You want us to, what do you want? Roll over. You want me to drop down, roll over, whatever. Um, but Again, though, I think that in those times, I mean, for me, I think the best advice is, you know, if you are encountering an illegal arrest is to know your rights and sue and get that money. Like, but but see, I'm a different person, though. You know, it's hard to tell, you know, folks that might not have money for attorneys. They might not know their rights. You know, it's really hard to, you know, get that word out and actually know, like, what, you know, you can what is allowed and what's not allowed because me if i get illegally arrested i'm not i'm not doing nothing i'm gonna say yep i got your badge number i'm gonna let them know i got your badge number just know <laughs> i hope you're ready like i'm definitely gonna let them know you just opened a whole can of worms because you don't know me from nothing so i hope you're ready i'll see you in a couple weeks in court and not only am i gonna make the police department look bad I'm going to make the uh, the city look bad because they control the police. But guess what? I'm also getting a check from the city of Indianapolis, too. So it's a win-win situation for me. Please arrest <laughs> me, literally. Please. I've been waiting on this. Mike, 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 what are your thoughts on criminal justice reform? What do you think needs to happen? Me, if you want to be honest, if you want to be honest, it's probably bogus. But I feel like the only way that all of this stuff is going to ever turn over, I'm trying to tell y'all, it's going to be a civil war. It's going to have to happen. Like bloodshed? Whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Look, history repeats itself. And I don't know about y'all, but I believe I believe in a lot of stuff that I don't feel like everybody believes in. They don't make movies for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying the Avengers is real. For real. We might encounter some people from a different, you know what I'm saying, whatever. We know life is capable of being held somewhere else. Maybe it's just plants, but that's maybe all that we saw. Maybe they knew we was there already. Please, Please give me some of whatever you had before you got on here. Please. Please. <laughs> Please, like what? In a sober mind, like seriously, 
Like, I really feel like we, we have something to worry about in the future. Like, we're making so many advances. Like, we can't be the only creatures doing this. But let's focus on the creatures that we have now. Everything's messed up, okay? I took a, a couple notes while y'all was talking because I feel like I, I agree with a couple of y'all. You said, uh, Josh, I remember you were saying, like, getting pulled over and, like, how we grew up in, like, encountering the police and stuff like that. Bro, like, when I tell you, like, don't say nothing out of the way. Keep your hands on the 10 and the 2. If they ask you to assume anything to shoot you. We, we've seen this on countless occasions. My man had, like, some Skittles in, in, in Arizona. Subway sandwiches, man. Selling CDs. Like, like they don't care what you have, my man. If he, they even move a muscle, buddy, and I got you. I, I want that for you. I'm going to get on this pension and I'm going to bounce. They're going to still pay me, but I'm just going to be on trial for a little bit. I'm not going to, I'm going to get away with it. They know what's going to happen. It's been going on for a while. Like, like policing needs to change, like for, for like, for real. Yeah. Like, it's not, I mean, I think, you know, also like, I know, I know you talked about it earlier. I talked about it earlier. Um, as far as community, community engagement, but I think we also need to be focusing on these, these psych evals for these officers. Like, they need to be, like, after these drastic, these traumatic events or whatever's going on, you know, th- that's a lot, you know, to take on every day. You're risking your life, and you never know how different situations are going to turn out, and you may go into something where you accidentally shoot somebody or you shoot somebody for the right for the right reasons, and, you know, that's still traumatic. You still took somebody's life. Like, they need more psyche valves and better psyche valves, better therapists and stuff working with these officers that can help them work through this stuff because I feel like a lot of times... Like I said, still, I keep in mind, and a lot, and I know what 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 we see and what we what's going on is wrong. But I keep in mind at the same time that these people are human, so I I can't say how I would react in some of these situations when I know somebody's a possibly dangerous individual and they do something or move something or not comply enough to make me feel like I need to use excessive force. Like I don't know, and I I feel like that's just something that we as people always got to keep in mind when we in these situations with these people like we all are people we these, these aren't robots that are just gonna do whatever they're supposed to do and you can say whatever you want to say and the same thing's gonna happen like you never know what the hell could happen depending on what you do that's just how yeah, i feel it's like important that you just hit on is psych evaluations i mean i think like police training just needs to be better in general like training and that includes like social and unconscious bias like training you know like we all have it like you know even when it comes to gender if it's not just race like i know for me i have a thing with like gender biases it's like i work really hard and trying to break but it's like one of those things for example when you think of a ballerina you usually think of a woman when you think of a surgeon you think of a man um and so that's like a gender bias that you like sometimes automatically assign these certain titles or jobs with with a gender and that goes the same for race um when i think of a criminal i think of a black man like you know just these just strange weird uh stereotypes that have been not even completely true it's like half the story but it's like Wait, there's white criminals too. Okay, there's not just black criminals, guys. There's some bigger white criminals than there are black criminals. Like, That's like, why I like mafia movies, y'all. I like I really don't like mafia type like 
stories, movies, like, they're not cool to me because I don't like the glamorization of, like, white mobsters. Because it's like, black people are thugs and criminals, evil, but it's like, when white people do, like, it's so sophisticated. Mobsters are so... Like, I don't like that double standard, so I've never really gotten to, like, mob-type movies, for real. Let me ask you a question. You don't get into mob-type movies. Since we're on this topic right now, um, do you, uh, what about any, like, black movies that have came out, um, for instance, like, Friday or something like that? You like Friday? Yeah, of course I like Friday. (laughs) Friday. Not saying it's a mobster or a gangster or anything, but it shows a resemblance to that kind of stuff too, just in a comedic way. But like, are they killing people with like? It's violence. People are getting shot. Same thing. Even I if mean, it's like, you know what I mean? I feel like there's like a story. I don't think it's. I think there's like a humanity like messaging behind a lot of these movies of like gangs in a means of survival. I feel like these white mobsters, they just do it for, like, power and control. Like, you know, like, I don't, I feel like how it's glamorized. That stuff actually goes on, though. Like, even now, as we speak, sucks. But, I mean. But, you know, like, Hollywood glamorizes mobsters. And, like, the mafia to be, like, super cool and, like, sophisticated. And they're, like, in suits and stuff. You know what I mean? Like. Show me the actual killer, not the head boss. I want to see the actual mafia killer. Like, he's probably in, like, a black trench coat or something. Like, you know, let me see, like, the real killer, not the boss. Definitely. Hey, can I, can I, switch, it? Can I switch it up a little bit? Go ahead. Go ahead. We were just talking about black men. Like, me and you were talking about, like, getting pulled over and stuff like that. Me, in my opinion, I feel like black women are in just as much danger as black men. I don't know if y'all, like, looked up or, like, like seeing like post or anything like that um women like missing black women alone so i saw this post and i looked up the article and uh it said it was like sixty six thousand black women that was recorded missing last year and like oh, i've wow. seen like personal posts of, like people that i even follow on twitter like my mom is missing and like they're not even too far from us like st louis like i'm like literally like next door you know like y'all yeah, are just wild. as much danger as us you know what i'm saying we had Miss in peace, Brianna Taylor. Like she was in her house chilling. Mm. Are you chilling? And then you you're opposed to death, my man. Like why is that? Why is excessive force for you to do that? I don't care if that. It may be like like you said. Like you get pulled over, they go check your record. Like half of these people don't have violence on like that on their record, if record at all, because they're children too. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing with uh, black women, you know, being uh, missing, you know, like, where are they? What's going on? And it's not, it's one of those things when, you know, black women are kidnapped, you know, unfortunately, it's not taken as serious as, you know, like, and when we say, like, these black young girls, you know, it's like, oh, they ran away with their boyfriends, or maybe they just didn't like their home, and it's like, they're well, still awful, kids, but awful. let it be doozy. Or excuse me, Amber, because we got Amber Alert from a white girl, y'all. <laughs> is that really true? Yes, Amber Alert is from a white girl that went missing in like the 90s or something. He's not lying. You don't remember that, Josh? Oh, no. Amber Alert. I'm not trying yes. to call you young. What year was you born in, bro? 92. I'm not young. I mean, I'm kind of young. You should not be 
know this. I am too. October 10, 1992. You should know this. Did you grow Did you grow up here in Indiana? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I was born in Atlanta, so but then I moved up here like later. Okay, I was born and raised here, so I don't, I don't seen it all. Man, all these white girls start coming up missing, man. They, man, they made a whole program for it. Amber a Alert. program, start, a whole federal program. Man, they start posting, like, you know, like them big old signs on the highway? Like, you know, you them electric things, they, they ain't for you no know, traffic signs, bro. That, that's Amber Alert. That's Amber Alert. I mean, I've heard of, don't get me, I've heard of Amber Alert. I didn't know that came from a white girl, though. Like, that's different. Yep, and Amber Hagerman, a nine-year-old who um, was kidnapped while riding her bicycle in Arlington, Texas, and then she was brutally murdered. So they set up Amber Alert, and then it was, like, adopted by other states. So every state has, like, their own system. I said federal. Sorry, I thought it was a federal program. There's state individual programs, but in the legacy of her. So a lot of them are wow. called Amber Alerts from Wow. Indiana jumped on that boat quick. <laughs> I be yeah, I definitely be yeah, be definitely getting them uh, it's like anxiety. When I see that I'm like, oh my I get anxiety, man. And sometimes y'all ever get those alerts and y'all just be like real paranoid. I'll be looking all around me. I'll be like, okay, black SUV with a like, <laughs> really? I ain't gonna lie, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. If it's near me though, Cause like, cause look, I used to work on the road. I used to work on the road, and like, I would be in surrounding counties, and like, I'm like, dang, I'm like 20 minutes away. And you be seeing like a car parked in like the field or something. I'm like, hold up, what they doing out there? With some binoculars, what's going on out <laughs> in the middle of the cornfield right now? You never know. Like, that a body? Get a Nobel Peace Prize for finding this little girl. I'm getting the reward, okay? For real, I'm trying to collect the reward. I'm sorry, y'all. I sound so. I literally sound so money hungry. <laughs> there ain't no money hungry, bro. Look, I, I, look, as long as you got a plan and you give back to the community, I have no problem with you wanting whatever you want. Okay, I good. Want, as long as like, you I, back um, to the community, you can want what you want. That that's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? If I get money, I want to invest back into my community. Something that I love to do. Better. Hey, I love to skate, y'all. But uh. Not necessarily defunding the police. I feel like if they put the money in the right areas, just like I told her, like if you get that money for going to go get that girl and you give back to the community, I feel like the same. I feel like the same thing should happen for the police. If you're gonna get them all that money, you shouldn't round up on ammunition and and, and more things to fight for. Like, right? You already got enough of that. We have a military for that. Why do y'all need? Thing. Why do these police departments look like they're about to go to uh, Afghanistan? Oh that's, that's why I wanted to touch on that. Like, well, why do you look like you're going to go to full blood war? Like, do I look like I'm going to be on that? I'm like, why does this uh, why does the police department have an RPG? I'm confused. Who are they? Who are they about to bomb? Who are they about to blow up? Say I appreciate the rubber bullets because if they're close enough, they're going to do some damage. But I'm thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you credit. Thank you. I can, I can get a bruise. But, like, but even with that, that was just some, like, this, that literally ties into, like, the whole capital thing. Y'all had nothing for these people. No rubber bullets, no pepper spray. Nothing. Y'all just, had nothing for them. Basically, or step to the side. Like, I wish a couple of my, my actually, brothers um, would have got that, too. You know what I mean? Well, how many people do you think was actually inside? So my estimation, I think it was to one to two hundred that actually were like, boom, 
I mean, I think it was about, yeah, I would say probably up to like 200 people. I, 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 I would say around the same thing. I would say around the same thing because in order for us to see the pictures that we saw, it had that to be that because There was a lot. Because the pictures that I saw, you, you know, I know you brought up that video of that girl getting shot. I saw that one. Um, I also saw like uh, a couple of people sitting at a couple of senators' desks, and I know it was another man. Let me let me look up this guy's name. Uh, I don't know his name, but I'll tell you what it is. Uh, he was like sitting at a desk, and he like took one of the pieces of mail from the, one of the senators, and like took a picture with it, like a yeah. selfie after he left the thing. He got arrested already, and he stole her mail. My thing is, like, bruh, you literally stole government property. <laughs> like, Not only government property, let's talk about how did this white man get all the way inside of the Capitol building behind yeah. a, a senator's desk Hello. to even get that piece of, that one piece of paper. Boy. I need him to get at least, like, 60 years, though. I, I need that. It's up there. Let's even talk about not this. Not going to happen. I've been to the building. So I've actually done a tour in the Capitol building. Um, I've been to Capitol building twice. Now, listen, y'all. My experience, it is a whole process to even get to the, the Capitol building, to even get to the House chambers, the Senate chambers, the rotunda. It is a process. It's not enter, oh, it's on your left. It's enter on your left, up the stairs, to the right, down the hall, all the way down the hall, bust another left. Then you got to go through security again. It's deep in there. It's not like you just walk in and it's like, oh, here it is. It's deep in there. These, they was climbing stairs. They were up in the Capitol building. Like, they were up in it for real, guys. Like, yeah. They were busting moves or they had the blueprint and them been there already. That type. Like, they, somebody, they knew where they were going. Like, the, mm-hmm. the leaders that were leading all of them, they're like, I know exactly where this motherfucker is. I've been researching. They definitely had their research done. There was even a guy that has emerged. Um, he was, I mean, he thought he was covering his face, but I guess he's already been identified. At least that's what Sean King said. He said more details coming soon. I just saw it while we were on this podcast. He had zip ties. He had zip ties on him. What does that tell you? His intention was to get hostages. Why would you come with zip ties? That's an attempt to overthrow the government. That's terrorism. About to, that's scary. That is scary. It like, excites that's me. Like, that's like some movie stuff, bro. Like I know y'all seen like April is falling, and and and, and Olympus is falling. That's Olympus is falling, and they got away with it. Type in our own, but it's like our own people doing that's it. Real like, life. We experienced that. That's yeah. crazy. Thank goodness that nothing happened, but like. With the, you know, the congressional, you know, no one was taken hostage and stuff, but it could have turned really ugly. And, like, even then, when I think about, like, okay, you had zip ties, there was someone brought a, uh, brought a guillotine to the uh, to the Capitol building. They showed in the lawn where Trump was having his protest, there was a whole makeshift um, guillotine where you hate people. Someone built that and brought that to his rally. These are white supremacists, y'all. These are some neo Nazis. You had people that had uh, that had swastikas on their flags and their hoodies. I mean, these are some really hateful people that stormed the Capitol. This sucks. They read this. They, I could have sworn they bombed. 
They did lose. And you want to know what's even really um, wild to me is how emboldened and how arrogant and entitled do you feel that you have no mask, not even covered up at all, and you're literally talking to reporters and telling them your information. Like, these people, like, wanted to get caught, or they're just that ignorant. They were like, hi, my name is Susie Collins. I'm from uh, uh, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. Like, they were literally telling the news all of their info. Like, y'all are just dumb. Yeah, like, I, and that was one of the things I was saying, too. I was like, either these people have jobs where the CEOs or COOs or CFOs or whoever is um, Trump supporters, or they literally do not care or are so naive they don't realize that without – definitely during a pandemic, you have every reason to have on a mask. <laughs> you, you choose not to wear a mask and you're showing your face on essentially public you're television. Exactly. Because, you know, people have already gotten fired. People have gotten fired. People have gotten arrested. They're not taking this lightly. But it just goes to show you how arrogant and titled they are. They're like, yeah, of course I can do this and show my face. Nothing's going to happen to me. <laughs> you thought. Right. But it just shows you that white privilege that they literally thought they were going to get away with it. And I mean. But not going to lie, though. Let's be honest. That white privilege is going gonna, is gonna to help some of them. Some of them is going to get away with some of that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just let y'all know that now. Absolutely. That's the way of the lane. It's going to happen. Unfortunately, not too many black people get away with stuff, you know? But that's why I think it's so important to get into these positions where, you know, my biggest, um, I think, reference and metaphor when I look at it is, you know, I do think that we do need protesters and we do need people knocking on, you know, these doors from the outside. But, like, for me, I don't want to start a fire outside the house because I don't know if it's going to reach the house and I'm starting a fire in the bushes for me I'm going to get in the house and I'm going to start it within so I know that it burns down and for me that's why I think I want to break into those um, institutions so I can impact change you know from the inside out my last thing on that I know you were saying like um, like the treatment and stuff like that Something got to change. Something got to change. Like, there's no way they escaped out of all the, the whole Capitol building. Like, they were just holding the door open. Something, something has to change. It needs to be equal. Not necessarily as equal as the violence. It could be equal as the peace. Why couldn't we get that same thing as well? I know you said something about them having the audacity to just come in there with no masks. Like, we were outside with masks on the Black Lives Matter movement, you know? Because we knew better. We knew even us being there, you know, even if we were peacefully protesting, there's a, you know, possibility that we would, you know, uh, face retaliation just for being there. So we're going to think a little bit smarter and they, you know, they're just like, I'm white. What's going to happen to me? Yeah, like, like they, they feel like they're going to die a hero. Like, they know that gun right. they're going to go crazy. Like, they, they seen it happen. Like, I don't know if y'all, I know y'all know. But you remember that, uh, matter of fact, since we're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, let's compare the two. Uh, we just saw what happened uh, on the 6th, you know. They did a whole bunch of, like, wild stuff. Now, let's go back to that Black Lives Matter movement when, um, what was the day? I don't know the day, but they, they, they stormed, well, not stormed, but they did. We, we had a lot of violence going on, but they also did a peaceful protest throughout the day as well 
Alright, well, Tiffany, you got any closing, last-second thoughts? Um, I do. I think, um, just for, like, me closing and, you know, I just want, first, I want to say thank you guys so much, um, for being open and just sharing your ideas. You definitely helped me come to some better conclusions and new conclusions, and I think that's always welcome. Um, but just to kind of wrap up that day, Trump has to be aware that his words matter um, and that they have consequences. And, you know, I think it's just being held accountable. And I think we have to hold these, you know, Republicans who are now like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know he was going to go this far. We don't want nothing to do with him. But you continue to support him throughout his whole presidency, stood by his side. Don't jump ship now that it's sinking. No, you better ride out with your captain. And your captain, <laughs> he's sinking. You better ride it out. They're trying to jump ship all of a sudden. I'm like, uh-uh, we ain't got no boats for y'all. Or life jackets. You're going to drown with couple of them gonna get out y'all see everybody they are gonna get out but you know what when it comes to their midterms we haven't forgotten and that's where we have to always just because the news cycle you know updates and there's new things to talk about we have to remember what happened on this day who stood beside him who didn't um and who has i mean supported him and almost you know helped him in his agenda because this was not something that happened overnight. This was something that has been building, fostering for years since he stepped in that office in 2016. This has been, I mean, it started when he said, build the wall, okay? It started when he was calling illegal um, Hispanic uh, immigrants, you know, rapists and murderers. It started when he was talking, you know, um, about women and talking about, you know, calling women nasty and having the affairs. I mean, this is something like his hatred has is not nothing, you know, new. We've all seen it. It's and so, you know, we have to hold these people accountable. And, you know, for the future, what I really hope that happens is I hope someone doesn't take Trump's place. I hope we don't have another Trump-inspired person because as of night right now, I don't know what the Republican Party stands for. I don't know what they're about. They need to go back to the drawing board, figure out what they, uh, who they're targeting, who they stand for, and what their messaging is. Because if it's anything similar to Trump's, clearly, and we just saw that in Georgia, that is not a winning strategy. You will lose because the country is not with you. You have a very small group who is, and clearly they're radicals. They're neo-Nazis and their racism, and the country is past that. So it's either you get with the program or go ahead and lose your seat. I will be glad to replace it with the progressive. These history books is going to be my show. <laughs> and they better write it. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to have a problem if they don't, bro. You're going to be those old people like, uh-uh, that's not how it happened. Facts. That's, it's not, that's, it's 100%, not. that's 100% because we're going to have this podcast right here to prove it. Real document, real documented truth. Real documented truth. Hold on, let me finish though. But with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you again, Mike. Thank you again, Tiffany, for joining me on this episode. Continuing on what we already started. This is America. Still asking ourselves the same question: like, what the hell is going on here in this country we live in? Like, why are there so much? Why are there so much separation and segregation and? There's 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 nothing going on that's equal as as well. Like it's just it's ridiculous. But 
we're gonna keep this thing moving. Appreciate y'all for joining us. This was an hour and twenty minute episode. Thank y'all so much for taking the time out with me. I'll be in touch. Thank you both.